Hello and welcome to the Change It With Him Real Raw Redeemed podcast. This is Sarah Bacaro, your host. I'm excited to be here with you today, 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 <laughs> today. Today is the day. Today is the day to have a great day. But it may not feel like you're having a great day. Oh, if you're human, if you're any ounce of human, it may feel like, yeah, nice phrase. But today, today is the day. Is today, this is the day that the Lord has made, right? And then you're hearing songs that you're supposed to believe in in your mind and in your head. And you're like, I will rejoice. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And you're like, no, no, not fucking glad in it. Like, maybe you're feeling heavy today. And maybe you went to church yesterday and you're like, wait a minute, church is supposed to be uplifting and enlightening and, and reviving. And why is it sometimes that when I go to church, I don't, I don't feel like I can make it through another day. Why is it that when I go to church, it feels like it's harder to make it through the next day because holy, holy, holy man, church brought up some shit in me yesterday. Like it triggered some deep shit, right? I don't know if you're anything like the human experience of me, but fuck, does it feel that way sometimes? And and in that, you question everything. You literally have the over-racing mind that just is like, someone says, man, have a seat, take a chill pill. You're like, have a seat, take a chill pill. What are you talking about? Oh my God, there's not time to sit. Are you kidding me? We're going to solve all these. Oh my God. And you feel like, Why? What is going on? Why does it feel this way? Why is it when I went to church yesterday, I'm supposed to feel better about myself. I actually feel a lot worse and a lot more scared and a lot more fucking afraid if I'm being real and honest with myself. And not enough of us are real and raw and honest with ourselves, even when we've been redeemed, even after you've let God into your life and Jesus into your heart, you're still like, fuck. Uh, And what would people say about me if they knew that yesterday I was sitting in church worshiping God and today I'm saying fuck. And we have so many questions in our mind, so many questions that leave us terrified inside, that leave us feeling so scared and so afraid to be the real us. And this reflection of us and what we're experiencing, like, what does God think about me? Can I be the real self? I mean, yesterday I went to church and then like, come to the altar. And you're like, I can't, I can't bring all this to the altar. Yet I hear what the pastor is saying. I hear that he's up there saying, come, come and lay your burdens down. And you're like, "Mm, who's looking? Like, this feels weird. Yesterday, the pastor well, we had a guest speaker and the pastor, well, he asked a question and it was one of those moments that right, right before they've told everyone, close your eyes. And then they're asking questions and you're in it and you're being fully real, fully open, fully honest, fully present, like just yourself and God. And you're hearing this voice of whoever you're listening to. And you're like, wow, they're speaking to me. And you're like, okay, God, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Like I'm going to raise my hand. And you think everyone in the church is being honest and they're like asking something simple. Like if you need to receive forgiveness today, if you are ready to lay something down, a burden, a heaviness that you have been carrying around for far too long and you know, and you feel it in your heart, you're ready to lay it down. You're ready to truly let go and let God. And you're like, yes, I'm ready. I'm ready. And you trust that everyone else's eyes are closed and they're like, okay, If that is you, just simply raise your hand and you're like, that's me. 
Who could that not be? And so with your eyes closed, you assume that everyone is being real and vulnerable and open and raw and honest because it's you being honest with yourself and you being honest with God. And you're like, I'm ready. And then the pastor starts counting or the speaker starts counting. And they're like, I see you one. I see you two, three. Oh, I see you four hands. And you're like, fuck, they just counted me. Oh my God. I am in a room full of hundreds of people. And they're counting? Oh my God. And and I'm one of the ones they just counted. Their eyes are open when I thought everyone else's were closed and they're looking at me. <gasps> oh my God. And, and you have already let Jesus into your heart and into your life. Yet you in that moment feel like you're one of the ones who, who says, I don't need to raise my hand because I have God in my heart already. And you're like, wait a minute. No, I've already been baptized. I already read the Bible. I'm already like, why do I feel like this now? I feel called out. I feel seen. I feel like I'm the one that they're talking about. Like I need what they're saying and I know that I do, but why do I feel called out in this? Why does this feel like I've got a giant spotlight on me right now? And, and like the next thing they're going to tell me is I'm going to come pray with you and I'm going to come talk to you about about Jesus's love and what he did on the cross and how he died for us and you letting him into your life. And I'm going to put a Bible in your hand. And you're like, I've already done all those things. I have already done those things. I've already fully committed my life to Christ. And now I feel like I'm in a position where I'm like a million steps back because all y'all were not honest. Why do I feel like I'm in a room full of dishonest people? Well, A, because you are. <laughs> And you're you're truly in the moment of being honest, and and it feels triggering sometimes to feel called out in honesty, and then honesty starts to feel like it's not safe. Okay, now I feel open, I feel triggered, I feel like this is why the story in your mind becomes this is why I don't raise my hand, this is why it doesn't feel safe to be honest because. I'm not with other people, like other people are internally raising their hand. And that is what I often do. I often internally raise my hand. I don't physically raise it because then it feels like what's going to happen next. It feels like perpetration. It feels like penetration. It feels scared. It feels unsafe. And it feels like those old wounds, those old places that, that allowed you to get on the journey and the path to letting God into your life anyway that he has done some healing and some restoring around. It feels like, like a knife has been put in there and like this hurts. This hurts. Why does it feel like this hurts when this is supposed to heal? This feels so confusing. This feels so conflicting. I don't get this. I don't understand why it feels this way. Like what the fuck people? Why is everyone around me not being honest? Why do I feel like I'm being singled out and called out when I shouldn't feel this way? Because I'm just having a moment with God and in the presence of him and in, in this place in this Holy Spirit. And through this experience, I was talking to, to someone very, very close, <laughs> someone who also has had this experience many times and about church hurt. And if we're called to be the church and it's people who go to the church, but some people think that church is a building, a building where you go and you feel exposed because a lot of times when you go, you feel exposed. And it may be because the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit is there. And I hope that that's true. But a lot of times you're in the presence of other hurt people. And, and hurt people hurt people. We know that. Hurt people are hurting people. And, and that's what 
this past week's message around forgiveness and hurt and pain, emotional pain, questions, God, why does it feel this way was all about. And there it was, <laughs> feeling that way in the midst and um, in the monks <laughs> feeling this way. This message felt that way. And it felt like, how do we get away? And I personally felt like my first instinct was to run away. That's the flight response of fight, flight, freeze, fawn. And my flight response, that's mine. And if you rank them in order, we all have an order that is unique to us. My top dog is flight, is fly away, run away, get away when I feel this way. And when you feel that way, a lot of times you take that pain out on God and you ask him about it. And you're like, what the fuck? I came to this place to heal from feeling this way. And it's in this place that I'm feeling this way. And it's surrounded by these people among these people where I've been put in a situation and experience to feel the way that I came here to be healed from feeling. And so the mind can be very, very, it, it can be confusing. It can be conflicting. Like, what do I do with this? And through this conversation I had with someone so close to this, I said, I really get it. I truly, truly, truly understand what people say church hurt. And they they flight, they run away. They don't want to run towards God. And they think, and they're told, okay, run to church. Church is a place where you can receive healing and restoration and solve all your problems. And through our conversation, what was revealed and exposed was, I think a lot of us are putting church in the place of God. Like we're saying, go to church. And a lot of us say, no, I don't want to go to church. Like it's full of hypocrites, right? It's full of people who I, when I'm around, I feel like they're better than me. They're more holy than me. They're more glorified than me. They worship better than me. And and they feel the worship songs and they feel the music flow through them. And they're like, oh, and there's tears streaming down their face. And sometimes I'm one of those people and sometimes I'm not. And sometimes you're made to feel wrong when you're not, when others are. And so sometimes church can be a place where you look around and you're just comparing and you're judging and you're feeling like your wounds are open, they're exposed, you're feeling activated, what I call triggers, you're feeling this activation and you're not liking this activation. The things that you have shut yourself off to turned off because it hurt when they were on are, are wide open, like the door's wide open and it's like you want to shut it. And a lot of us, I think, my personal experience and through this conversation, what was revealed is that we put church where God should be. We put the building, we put the people, we put the message where God should be. Oh, I should just go to church and I'm a good person. Or I, you know, I don't want to go to church because I don't like feeling that way. Like I feel exposed. I feel too broken, too ashamed. And then you go to church and through hearing the message, you feel more broken, more damaged, more ashamed because you're triggered. It's activated those little things inside of you. Doors are open and you're like, fuck, this really hurts. And through this experience of like, do you feel bad because you don't want to go back to church the next weekend? Like, I don't want to go back. I didn't like that feeling. I had this conversation with this person and I was like, ah, right. Or I felt like I didn't have enough conversations with enough people and they weren't deep enough and I'm not serving enough. And I'm not giving enough. I'm not doing enough. Not enough, not enough, not enough. And 
those are the things that church as a building, as people, as followers, we're supposed to help people with, support people with, guide people with. And a lot of times that can be the very thing that hurts us is the thing that's supposed to help us. And through my experience with processing this, I think a lot of people put church where God should be. They put church first. They go there and it's this, look, I checked the box. I did the thing. I gave the money. I I sat, I worshiped, I sang. I was like, oh, that was so great. Good to see you today. See you next week. And then that's it. And then we get mad and all the wounds that were opened and exposed, all the shame through the identity that we have, we, we cut it off. We flight, we run away. We don't take that identity to God. And then we get mad at church. Oh, I don't like going to church. You know, I haven't found the right church. And, and we're going to church instead of going to God. And not everyone has the same relationship with God. Just like if you are a parent with multiple children, you don't have the same relationship with every child. One of your children may be very quiet, introverted, reserved. And another one may be extremely boisterous, loud, outspoken, out there, rebellious, kind of crazy, wild. It doesn't seem like anything you can do to tame them. And you're like, here's some riddle and take the whole bottle, like chill. We call these chill pills in our house. They're little gummies. Take one and relax. And no matter what, that child is who they are. And then you have another child who's just like, I don't care about any of you. <laughs> like Everyone is different. If we are all children of God, you're going to have so many different types of personalities, backgrounds, experience. In fact, every one of them is going to be very different. And sometimes when you go to church, you're made to feel that if you're not the same, you don't fit in, you don't belong, you don't matter. And sometimes the message is so triggering, it feels like you're singled out and you're called out. It can feel like what you're hearing from the top of the stage, from the speaker, is literally beelining it, laser beaming it to you sitting wherever you're sitting. And you're like, oh, I don't want to hide in the back. I'm here and I'm trying to do good and be good. And so I'm going to sit in the middle. I'm not in up front, right in the front row, like on my knees and prayer all the time, the whole time. Nothing but the truth will help you. God, come into my heart, heal me, make me perfect, <laughs> make me like you. Or you're in the back and you're like, I don't, I, I you know, I, I came here because it should help me. I, I I need something better than what I've currently got. So I'm just going to check this thing out. But, uh, and maybe you're not jumping right into the fire and getting like totally involved and you're serving all the time, all day, every day, because you're like, I just was not made that way. And this is so triggering. And, and you're hearing and what you're hearing is very, very activating. It's, it's opening and you don't like the opening because you don't like what it's opening. It's opening old wounds, old pains. And you're like, that's why I came here because I need help with this. And this is actually hurting more. So I don't like this. So you feel rebellious, but you're not calling it rebellion. You're calling it protection and safety and comfort. You know, I've got to get away from this. Like I'm self-care, right? Self-care, don't go to church because church triggers you. <laughs> like, wait, what? I don't get it. And I finally, I really, really, a new level of understanding, like why people don't like church but they go because the image, it looks good. You can say you go to the church and you can say all the wonderful things about it and you can invite people to it like you're told to. And it's all supposed to make you look good and feel good, right? To who? 
for what? If we're called to have a close, personal, intimate relationship with God, and through the close, intimate, personal relationships we have with others, whether it's others at church or others outside of church, I think a lot of times people put church in the place of God and we're like, well, I go to church. Like, that's what you're supposed to do. We're not called to a building. We're called to a relationship. And a lot of times because of the pain and the triggers and the hurt and the wounds that we experience in other relationships, we take that out on our relationship with God and we close the door. We like literally close the door to church. We walk away from it. It's literally behind us. And we're like, I'm not going back. Like that's that thing. It's not for me. And I fully get that. I get that. But God created us to be in relationship with him. And a lot of us are putting our relationships with others and the wounds that we experience through the interaction, the engagement, and the relationships with them, regardless of what the title is or what they look like, we're projecting it onto our relationship with God. And it it, it was described as a wedge, like a wedge. The, the church can sometimes feel like a wedge, and it gets in the way of your relationship with God because of the pain that you experience with other relationships. And I know in my soul that these are the things that God wants you to go to him with. You don't have to go through another person. You don't have to go to another person and and feel afraid to share and to open up to those deep, deep, deep pains that you have. It's okay if your relationship with God is quiet, is close, is personal, is intimate, is literally just between you and him. That's okay. Scripture says where two or more gather in my name, I'll be there. You and him, that's two. You and God, that's two people. And it's okay if that's what it is. It's okay if that's all it is. It's okay if you have so much pain from church and, and the actual literal messages triggering you so deeply and those wounds going so deep and so wide that you feel like, I, no, this isn't for me right now. That's okay. There's full acceptance in that. And God already fully accepts you where you are, as you are exactly as you are. He doesn't expect you to clean up and to show up and go to church, the building perfectly and to fake your way through it and smile at people and be nice to people and talk to people just because that's what you're expected to do. And then leave with a heart full of resentment, full of anger, full of pressure, full of hatred. Like I hate going back there. I only go because I feel like I'm supposed to, because that's what other people say you're supposed to do. God doesn't want that from you. And he doesn't want that for you. He doesn't want it from you or for you. And that kind of pressure, that kind of feeling, that kind of experience 
is not from God, but I fully, completely understand and get how the building of church can be a part of creating that. I have experienced it so much myself. And as we shared and exchanged in this conversation, I get it. I get why people don't like church, the building, because it's so triggering. It's so activating. And we're going there to try to heal from the triggers and the activations and try to restore our soul. And that's what God came to do in and through the manifestation and the person of his son, Jesus. He did. In fact, it's done. But there's a lot of confliction and confusion. Like, what do you mean it's done? If it was done, I wouldn't feel this way, but I feel this way. So therefore it's not done because it has to look this way. It needs to be this way. And there's all these should, coulds, woulds, and all of those cause pain, cause chaos, cause confusion, cause confliction in our mind. And all of those are evidence of the enemy. All of those are evidence of the enemy. And you even feel and find the experience of that in the building of church. Yeah, the enemy is there. And he thrives off you feeling that. He thrives off you believing that. That if you turn away, your flight response kicks in and you run and you flee and you turn and you go away from that, that you'll be away from that. And so I get the building of church is not for everyone. I totally get it. And the beauty of the messages is now there's so many options to experience and to connect and to be with God the way that you feel best being with God. For some people, it's in their garden, in their backyard. It's praying. It's planting. It's getting their hands in the warmth of the soil and mixing compost and praising God for the beauty and the colors of the flowers that bloom in your backyard. Quiet, intimate, into literally your hands into the dirt, into his earth, being connected with him there some people, it's in the front row of a pew on Sunday with tears pouring down their face and their arms pointed up to the sky and everyone watching how deep their worship is, how loud they can sing the karaoke songs. And then some people look at people like that and they're like, that's all for show. And then some people in the front row look at the gardener, quiet, not showing up at Sunday and go, that's not, that's not worship. That's not praise. That's not church. For some people, nature is church. Me personally, that's where I feel closest, most safe with God, alone on a mountain, just me, God, and whatever lizard crawls over whatever rock, not distracted by the show by what sometimes feels like the circus and the display and the entertainment and someone else talking to me and making me feel bad or guilty because I didn't do enough. 
which leads into an identity and a, a self-proclaiming story. I'm not enough then. But God does not see you as what you do. Because that's that's what you do. And there's nothing you need to do to be fully loved, fully embraced, fully accepted by God. It's not, it's not a work of deeds. That's already been done. It is done. Jesus did enough. Therefore, you don't need to work your way to God or put yourself on display or feel bad or full of shame that you didn't go to church enough. You didn't serve enough hours in whatever area that they needed service in. You didn't give enough of your money. You didn't give enough of your time. All of that is shame and all of that is a tactic of the enemy. But I get it. A lot of people feel like that with church. I understand church hurts. <laughs> and it still happens. Even if you love church, you can still experience church hurt. And all of that is a tactic. Part of the enemy's plan to get you to flee. To run away from God. It's okay. You can find God anywhere. You can find God lying on your back outside, staring up at the clouds. He's there. It's not always in the craziness and in the loudness or in the sermon at church. He's everywhere. And he is so happy to meet you where you are. A lot of people, they meet God in the bottom of a bottle. They meet God in their lowest points in life. They meet God in the depth of their greatest pain because he's not always sitting in the front row of the pew every Sunday. So know that God loves you where you are, as you are. Church is not a building. But a lot of people, myself included, have connected to the experience of it being a building If you read the Bible, how many times was Jesus out in the wilderness walking? How many times did he go away to pray and be alone? Just him and his heavenly father, just him and God. The Bible's not full of stories of, okay, so we're going to start off every Sunday. And we're going to be singing these great songs. And if you're not singing loud enough and you're not praising and they're not joining the circus loud enough, and then you're not sitting, listening, crying tears during the worship, and you don't have your iPad out taking notes, and you're not opening up the church app on your phone and filling in the blanks and then adding in notes and then texting it or emailing it to a friend, you're not holy enough. It doesn't say that anywhere in the Bible. God will meet you right where you are. Please don't run. Please don't run because of the church. Please don't run because of church hurt. That's church hurt. That's not God hurt. God does not say it has to look the way that it looks for everyone else who goes every Sunday. He loves you. He loves you more than you could ever, ever imagine. He wants you to know that. 
You were so fully loved, so completely loved, even if you're mad at the church, even if you have church hurt. That is what he wants you to know more than anything else you could ever know. He wants you to believe in the truth of that thought and know it's not just a thought, it's an absolute truth. The truth about you, that you are fully loved, fully accepted by him. He wants you to let him in to those places that you're hurting. And it doesn't have to be a loud demonstration or show. They can be quiet. Just you and him. Opening up. Having a conversation. Loud, quiet, it doesn't matter. Whatever feels best for you. He can take it all. He can handle it all because he's already paid it all. So if you haven't yet, I invite you to invite him into your life. Just ask him. He's already knocking on the other side of the door. But he's not going to force himself on you. He wants you to invite him in. Welcome him in. Because he loves you. And simply ask him by saying, Jesus Christ, please come into my life. I need you. In fact, going to church has left me feeling more hurt. And I'm ready for healing, the kind of healing that only you can provide. Please come inside. Come into my heart. Let's have a talk. I love you guys. I'm praying for you. And if you've ever felt this way, know that you're not alone. I look forward to next season. Bye for now.